This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The Ford government is making a $1 billion cut to the province's social services, and one of the programs that will be impacted is the Ontario Disability Support Program. And it is a program that the Auditor General flagged for widespread fraud in her recent support report. The government wants to narrow the definition of disability and make it more difficult to qualify, especially for people with episodic disabilities like multiple sclerosis, arthritis, and some mental illnesses and cancers. But city councillors Brad Bradford and Paul Ainsley are urging city council to oppose the cuts. Councillor Bradford joins me now. Hello, councillor. Thanks for being with us. Great to be with you, Libby. Okay, so uh, on the one hand, a lot of people uh, use this program. I think uh, 120,000 people in Toronto. Uh, but it is a program that the Auditor General flagged. So uh, w- what did you say has to be done? Well, I, I totally accept those findings from the AG. And, and I think that Ontario Benefit System does need an overhaul. Um, there's certainly flaws there. Fraud does happen. And the operation systems are out of date. You know, they, they actually still use paper forms, and it's a super bureaucratic process. That said, though, what, uh, what is being contemplated by the government is not going to be helpful and is actually going to, you know, uh, further stigmatize and put vulnerable residents, vulnerable Torontonians at risk. Um, what they're proposing right now is people for, who qualify for ODSP, um, if they have a disability, um, the definition will be changed to have a requirement of severe and prolonged. And what that means is people who are experiencing things like mental uh, illness or being treated for cancer, uh, multiple cirrhosis, a lot of these, uh, these challenges would no longer qualify. And so uh, it would move people into the Ontario Works program at a time when, you know, really their need is greatest. They're dealing with additional financial barriers, uh, costs associated with medical bills, um, and, and making it even harder for them to, to overcome these things. So I think there's a lot of room for reform and improvement. But again, it's another example of the government coming forward with policies and not actually thinking through uh, how we're going to implement them. Let me ask you this. So you're saying that it's very bureaucratic, and I wouldn't doubt that. So mm-hmm. uh, do people who have an episodic disability, I mean, do they have enough time to apply for and actually receive it? I mean, you know, for instance, it depends on the type of cancer you suffer for, but sometimes it's, you know, a matter of months that you can't work, not years. That's right, and that's what these changes uh, these changes would uh, would contemplate removing that qualification. So, um, you know, we temporary conditions like arthritis or multiple cirrhosis, cancer, mental illness, um, you know, these people are able to work, but it's a, it's a temporary condition and, and they need help um, to bridge the gap. Um, the changes with the definition would, would mean that people only qualify if they have a disability that's severe and prolonged. Uh, and really what that means is they can't work now and it's unlikely that they'll ever be working again. So, um, that change will 
you know, put 120,000 people at risk here in the city of Toronto, and it's not like the issues aren't going to exist. Uh, effectively, the city of Toronto will be left holding the bag. It's it's another download onto the municipality. The need is still there, and you know, I think at the end of the day, all levels of government need to work together in a coordinated fashion um, to address these challenges for people. Well, 120,000 people rely on it, so presumably they wouldn't all be disqualified. No, they not not all people would be disqualified. But again, if you if you come out and just say that you're going to change the definition, but you don't actually consult with the people who have lived experience, if you don't consult with the people who are are, are helping you administer the programs or provide the supports, I don't think that we're going to land on uh, on a program that's effective and and really addressing the core needs. This has been a consistent challenge, I think, with the provincial government is uh, is the fact that they they come out with these ideas and these announcements, but the the stakeholder work, the consultation uh, with people in the community, the people who are responsible for administering the programs, that hasn't taken place. And that, you know, that's very concerning whether we're talking about, uh, you know, the autism file or transit, uh, the planning regime or, or this. Um, the impacts are significant and it's, it's, there is a responsibility, an inherent responsibility in governments to think these things through. Well, it, it, it's interesting, by the way, uh, we did reach out to Minister Todd Smith. Uh, uh-huh. It's his file, and he wasn't available today. And, of course, yesterday he made some announcements about the autism file, which were not that well received. Uh, but, um, again, do you? I, I just want to go over some of the numbers here. So if you're on ODSP, you get uh, $1,169 a month. And if you have to rely on Ontario Works, that's... Uh, $733 a month. Right. And, and, and so that's, you know, nearly half, half of the, uh, the support. And I don't think that the, you know, the cut should really be done on the backs of our most vulnerable residents. Again, I think there's a lot of need for reform in these programs. But the way that you make reform and address the, the systemic problems is is to talk to people. Talk to people who have been involved in the program, who are receiving the services. Talk to the people who are administering it. You know, they will have a good sense and a good idea of where things aren't working. So let's engage in a robust pro- process and, and uh, make an agreement to work together on how we're going to implement some of these changes and fix the problems as they exist today. Coming out and, and doing something, you know, making sweeping cuts, a uh, billion dollars to these programs over a number of years, that is not going to get better outcomes for, for vulnerable residents. And it's also, you know, not going to do the, the province of Ontario or the residents of Toronto uh, any service. Okay, so uh, what are you trying to get done in council and what are the chances that it'll be effective? Well, I think, uh, you know, there's been a number of files. Uh, public health is a great example uh, where we have called on the province to have a sober second thought about some of these things. And uh, in, in the same vein and fashion, you know, we're calling on them to reverse the billion-dollar cuts to social support funding that they've already announced, uh, to maintain the existing definitions of disability for uh, the ODSB program, um, you know, to, to continue to, to increase the social assistance rates here for our vulnerable residents, and actually engage with the people living with disabilities to take their lived experience into account, um, as well as the people who are administering the programs when designing social assistance. Um, I think that's the way we're going to get to a better outcome. And frankly, you know, we're all interested in better outcomes. 
how we get there is really important. And that's why the consultation um, needs to be a foundational piece of any sort of program reform um, on any of these files. Okay, well, uh, we will certainly be following up on this, and uh, we also hope to speak to the minister about it at some point. Councillor Brad Bradford, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, Libby. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.